Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes. Your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups that we see companies making. And the practical strategies you can implement today. Changing it up this episode, it's Sasshole Sound Off. Call it a rant, call it constructive criticism. We are just clearing the air. This month's Sound Off is how to handle couples that are planning way far in advance. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negrom. And welcome to the shit show. Sound off number seven of the wedding sassholes. This has been a hot topic in the industry for a long time. You're telling me that I just had to deal with it last week. (laughs) I know. I mean, I think as far back as I can remember, you know, of course, I look at things through a the lens of a venue. Vanessa looks at it through the lens of a vendor. But, you know, for my whole career, 20 years, like I this has happened where people have reached out for information or pricing or details or packages or whatever. And they put a date that's like two or three years from the current time frame. And like, as a vendor, we all react the same way. Yeah, I just, I can't think that far in advance. I'm sorry. I yeah. can't do it. And it's I, like, I, what, I don't know what, what pricing is going to be. Like, I, I'm still focused on this year and this current season and perhaps the beginning of next season. But like, when it's over two years out, I can't. I know. And I think that that's the hard part that as, you know, professionals and business owners and whatever, we all react the same way with like the massive eye roll, the like, oh my God, I'm not wasting my fucking time on you. And but, that's, we, we know that that's not the right way to do it because, yeah, because there's money there. It's potential money. Mm-hmm. So I, the reason this came up was because I had this happen last week. It was mm-hmm. last, I want to say it was last Wednesday. Yep. And I immediately, um, I immediately called Shannon and told her, you know, the situation and how I handled it. And sure shit, the outcome of it was exactly what I thought it would be. The couple booked a tasting and they're going to be coming in. So long story short, this couple reached out to me and their date is two and a half years out but they do not have a finalized venue. They're looking at, they're deciding between three different places right now. So they don't have a a venue, which means that their date is still kind of up in the air, depending on when they actually book. Right. But they were wanting pricing. They were submitted for pricing. They had asked specifically about packages, this, that, the other. So that's why this topic came up. And they did end up booking a tasting for the fall of this year. So they will be coming in. Um, and I told her how I handled it and we said, let's make this a sound off. So here we are. Here we are. And I mean, I think that it, it is ridiculous. Like sometimes we would get people who I've seen people before they were even engaged. So I have an inappropriate story to tell and we will leave the names and protect the innocent, not innocent, but, um, back in my (laughs) career in catering, offsite catering. I had gotten this phone call and it was a potential bride and she was at a local venue that was very popular and we were on the list of, and we walked, I mean, we probably spent 45 minutes on the phone walking through packages and pricing info. And she asked me for a proposal and she had a unique name. The groom had a unique name. It's a venue I know really well. And, um, you know, so I took the time, built a proposal. This was like before we had CRMs where you could click, 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 send, right? So like, I had to actually use a word doc to put all the shit in that she needed. 
PDF it, send it over. And lo and behold, I go to a happy hour the next night and somebody introduces me to with like one group of friends, but it was all their other friends. And somebody introduces me to this girl's name. And I'm like, God, I know that name. Like, and it's a weird, unique name. And so I look at her hand and she didn't have a ring on. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm Shannon. I work at Big City Catering. And like looking her in the face, like she's got no ring on her finger. And I, and she, the look of sheer panic because he was there. They were not engaged yet. He had not asked her to marry him and she was like budgeting a wedding. Oh my gosh. And so it was amazing. I know it was hysterical because like, you know, you get in that moment of power where I'm like, I have all the power to ruin your relationship right now. I mean, I did it. I did it. I like asked a few questions and whatever, but yeah, but it's like, I think that's the most important thing to remember is that in today's world, especially with the shifts that have happened post pandemic, people just don't know what things cost and the cost of everything has gone up and it's gotten more expensive and all of those things are there. And so, you know, it's just, it's, they don't know what it's going to cost. So I think sometimes they're reaching out to get quotes and yes, okay, I get it. Your pricing is probably going to change, but they're trying to build a budget, especially if you're the venue. And mm-hmm. it seems like, God, it's two years out and I don't know what the pricing is going to be and whatever, but they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do, how do we handle these people? So as a venue, let's start with the venue because yeah. typically they find the venue first. Typically, not always, but typically. Uh-huh. So let's start with the venue. How would you handle these people that are contacting you and you don't see them at a party later? Um, How do you handle them? How do you handle them reaching out so far in advance? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you have set things up the way I would suggest every venue set it up where basic information's on the website, packages are on there, pricing is there and available. um, And you've got automatic tour booking software where they can just click a link and book a tour versus maybe when the lead comes through. I think either way, you want to take the time to send them the tour. Now, um, do I want them to book the Saturday prime spot? Probably not. But at the end of the day, you don't know if it's a valid lead or not. So I always suggest when someone is any more than 18 months out, when you reach out to them and say, hey there, you know, I hope you saw the packages on our website, but if not, here's a link to packages, pricing and whatever. You know, I saw that your date is more than 18 months out. You can expect anywhere from a five to 10% increase on this pricing, um, you know, based upon, you know, what pricing will look like and our adjustments and changes in between now and then. If you've been in business long enough, you probably have a good idea of what your normal standard increases are. Of course, that doesn't really count when inflation has been crazy the last few years. And like the cost of flowers, God willing, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, in general, if you're just a venue and maybe you don't have food costs and you don't have some of those things, you should know. Do you raise it 10%, 8%, whatever? Um, just let them know, and still, but still invite them out for the tour. Give these people the time of day because they're using that information and they really are interested in starting the planning. They just might need to figure out how much money they actually need to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about you as a vendor? What's the biggest difference? So the biggest difference for me is, especially because we do have a product, it is a service, but it's also a product. So I am very upfront and transparent about here is what for to help you with budgeting. You know, I let them know that our calendar is not currently open that far out in advance. But if you check back later in the year, 
um, we can, we will be opening up the calendar. In the meantime, here is what our current pricing is. Please expect a minimum of a 10% increase from now to then, because it's usually two years that I say that. Um, okay. There is 10% increase due to 10% or more um, due to inflation, unfortunately. But to help with your budgeting purposes, I give them current standards. So to help you with budgeting, just keep in mind there is a 10% increase typically. This is what we currently offer. This is what our current prices are. This is what the standard is at this moment in time. And then I give them a resource to go and start their planning with. So I give them base pricing, very transparent about the increases that will happen over the next couple of years and let them know that the calendar is not currently open, but they can check back. And then I give them like little homework things to do. So I give them a resource to Pinterest, a resource to Instagram, how to plan, how to figure out what your style is, things like that. So along the way, along the journey until they come in and they actually book, they have little homework, like little projects that they can do and little things yeah. to keep them in our keep them in our email inbox. And we become a resource to them. So they trust us. So I'm building a trust factor. I'm building a budgeting factor because I'm very upfront about pricing. Um, I do let them know that sometimes our products and services change between now and then. Then that is based on what our clients are asking for, what they have requested, what yeah, they've been trending out. Yeah, exactly. So I do let them know that like these are our current dessert bar packages but they may be slightly different in two years based on what's trending and things like that. And so this couple that, uh, you know, started this whole sound off when I gave them all this information and we went back and forth, the bride thanked me immensely, told me that I was the only person who responded to her, booked an appointment for later this year for the fall. She said, we just want to come in. We know that the calendar is not open yet, but we want to come in, taste some stuff, just sit down and meet you. And once we have our venue, then we'd like to, to book. So they don't have their venue yet. They're just literally budgeting. They've already done a couple of tours. They haven't booked the venue, but they are building that budget. And knowing that, I gave them a bunch of resources that they can start doing that and built that rapport with them. Yeah. So that's that's what I personally did. And when I told Shannon, she was like, this is awesome. Like most people wouldn't respond to them. And as the bride told me, a lot of people didn't respond to them. And that's their loss. So yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard, right? Because it is your initial reaction. It's like when I went to my real estate agent and I said, listen, we're looking to buy a house, you know, 18 months from now, but I just need a general idea of what's out there in the market for what I think my budget is. So can you put me into the MLS? Like, can you put me into the system? So I start getting emails so I can start looking at houses. I don't want to go tour them and look through them, but I want to be able to start like seeing what's hitting the market and whatever. And she was like, absolutely, 18 to 20 months. I looked and looked and then we reevaluated some mortgage things and whatever to know what we'd be able to afford. And, you know, she worked with us, but I mean, some other people might be like, oh, uh, no, like. A lot like, of people say, oh, uh, no. But the other thing to keep in mind is if these people are engaged and they're looking for their venue, how many of their friends are engaged? And if yeah. you're being that resource, how many people are they going to refer to you or once they book their other vendors or book their venue, speak highly of you and yeah. say, we've already hired this company and this is what they did for us before we even had all these things set. Yeah, I remember. And I think the same rule applies for um, how much time out. I also want you to keep these exact same tips and tools in mind when people reach out to you and say that I don't have a venue yet, even if they're only 12 months out and they don't have their venue. So when I worked at the resort, 
Um, I remember this one girl and she came out and she toured and this was type A bride. Oh my God. She brought a binder. The binder, when she opened it up, had like all her Pinterest pictures printed in plastic sleeves, organized by ceremony, tabs, centerpiece. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable. And you know, it was us and two other venues she was considering. And she's like, I'm just, I'm having a really hard time. And she said, I really like you. And I like this venue, but venue A is my favorite. The challenge is venue A is twice the cost of this venue, you know, of your venue. And what I care most about is the visual and the floral, but no florist will do a meeting with me. I mean, this girl was planning her entire wedding budget around floral. No florist would meet with her because she didn't have a venue yet. So I picked up the phone and I was like, can you tell me what floor she reached out to? And she told me, and they were like the biggest, the baddest, the best in town. I mean, she literally was building her whole, she was going to pick a venue based upon the flower, cost of flowers. And so she gave me the list of florists. I picked up the phone and called two of them and said, listen, I really think you need to meet with her. Um, one of them was like, I don't meet with brides if they don't have a venue yet. And I'm like, she can't pick a venue without knowing how much a general range of what the floral is going to cost. If I send you photos, can you give me a range? No, we don't do that. So the other florist met with her. It was like, Shannon, this quote's going to be a fortune. And this was like a long time ago, guys. So this is not today's floral price. Today, in today's prices, probably twenty to $30,000 worth of flowers. But even then, it was like eight to 12000 So I said to her, like can you please meet with her? Well, she meets with her. As soon as the bride found out how much the floor was going to be, she ends up coming back and book, booking us as the venue because she didn't have enough money to do the really expensive venue that she wanted the most and the floral and the floral was more important. So if you don't take the time to have the conversation, give them the time, you know, that florist book that wedding. She didn't go to any other floor. She didn't get any other quotes. She only book the one person that took the time to meet with her. So how, how much are you missing? I mean, Vanessa and I talk about this all the time. Like how much business are you missing out on because you're prejudging, predetermining, you're looking at it and you're like, like it's two years from now. I don't really care. I'm not going to prioritize them. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is someone's wedding. So when you actually show that you give a shit and you're giving them something to help them along the way, even if it is two years out, they're going to come back. If you don't give them the time of day at all, they're not going to come back and they're not going to remember. And they're They're going to remember. Absolutely. So just keep that in mind. I'm not saying have full conversations with them, try to book appointments immediately. I'm saying at least respond to them, give them some type of information yeah, and, and send them on their way. But don't just be like, uh, no, we, if you don't have a venue, we won't talk to you. Like that's so cold. And that does get around. Other people hear about it. Yeah, of course it does. And I mean, I think I think we think sometimes couples aren't doing as much research as they are and they're going to check your Instagram, they're reading your reviews and they're getting excited. When they reach out to you at this point, they've already shortlisted you. They're not reaching out to 30 people anymore. They're reaching out to three or five, maybe six at the very most in your category. So they've already shortlisted you. They're going to remember you out of the six that didn't reply and didn't send them the information. So Mm -hmm. follow your normal lead best practices, no matter whether they have the venue or not, no matter how far out it is, reply fast. Feel free to let them know that I can't guarantee this pricing, but here's where we're at. It's not final. It will most likely increase. And like Vanessa said, give them resources to help them plan Pinterest boards or 
If you're a DJ, have Spotify playlists. If you're a photographer, have a blog post about like best posing for engagement photos. Like how can you still work with them and help them along this really frustrating wedding planning journey? How do you keep them in the funnel? Yeah, because they're at the very top ledge of it. They're literally floating at the top and you have to move them through. But, you know, Vanessa probably is the only one who replied to this person, was willing to book a tasting with them, is willing to help them come up with pricing and things like that. And if you don't think that she probably, I mean, we should circle back at a future sound off. And when you book them, we'll remind (laughs) people. We'll be like, go back to sound off seven um, when we talked about it. but. I don't know if you think that that's not going to happen. I mean, you're very wrong at how much they do remember and they'll want to give you their money. You built that trust. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you it, outside of people planning very far in advance. I cannot tell you the amount of times of the quick speediness of a response and giving them something is an automatic booking for me. I can't even, I, I can't tell you. So that's a yes, whole nother sound off. That is an entirely different sound off. But uh-huh. at the top, they are at the top of your funnel. You're going to start moving them through baby step by baby step, but you're becoming a resource. And I tell you that your karma from helping them and the people that they, they will praise you to all of their friends, family, their friends that are getting married, their other vendors, that maybe the venue that they book, it goes a long ways. So don't be a shitty person and ignore them and don't just cancel them out because they're far in advance. Take that as an opportunity to build that relationship, build resources, and really build other vendor relationships at the end of it. Mike, drop. <laughs> if you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or we made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it with a friend who normally ignores leads like this. <laughs> Want to hear our honest opinion on something in the wedding industry? DM us on Instagram, your pet peeves and annoying situations. And we will add it to our sound off checklist. Now go make epic shit happen.